Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and I learn how, we all learn how, to be overcomers. That's God's will. Uh, being confused, being depressed, being defeated is never the will of God. Don't let anybody tell you that somehow God's mysterious will is being done when you are depressed. No, no. Uh, faith, like we talked about yesterday, is always positive. It's always focusing on the answer, not the problem. It's focusing, you know, somebody, somebody said one time, well, I'm, man, I'm, I'm really going through some things. The other person said, well, don't stop. Keep going <laughs> till you get out of it, right? Don't stop while you're in it. Keep going till you get out of it. Come out the other side uh, and with your faith, praising God for the answer. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We've saved you a place right up here at the front. And, and put everything else aside for these few moments. Give the Lord your full attention. Give His Word, like we are talking yesterday, respect and full attention. You'll get so much more when you do it that way. Father, we ask you, all of us agree together as touching this, we ask you for the anointing that teaches and quickens and reminds and reveals, shows us things to come, brings to our remembrance everything that you have said to us, leads and guides us into all truth. And that truth makes us free. Uh, quicken to us today what you know is the most pertinent and most needed for now. And we'll give you the praise and thanks and credit and glory for every good thing that's done in our lives. For you're worthy of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please go in the scriptures, our great textbook, the Bible, to Matthew 20. And we will also be going at some point to Mark 10. Uh, Matthew 20, Mark 10, and then at some point to Luke 18, because our uh, 19th individual case of healing is in these three places. It's the healing of uh, blind Bartimaeus. Now, we've been on this uh, topic for actually months, if you look at all the broadcast, for uh, for some months, on the topic we're calling Faith for Healing. Prior to that, we did uh, weeks and weeks in the chapter 11 of Hebrews, uh, the great faith chapter calling it By Faith. I think we did 155 lessons on that one chapter in Hebrews 11. And if you didn't get that, I strongly encourage you, go back and, and feed on it because uh, 
if you've never heard these things, you need to know these things. And it's not just some abstract something. It's, it's verse by verse of that chapter. If we live by faith, if we walk by faith, if we please God by faith, we receive by faith, we resist the devil by faith, we overcome by faith, we're led by faith, we minister by faith, we give by faith. We ought to know something about faith. We ought to learn about it. So what it is, how to get it, how to release it, how to increase in it, we went into a lot of that uh, then. And so go online to faithschool.org and uh, go straight into it, any part you want. Watch one at a time, watch ten at a time. It won't cost you anything, no charge at all. And what we did at the end of that then, we moved into this. Faith, okay, we've got a little bit of understanding about what faith is and how it works. Faith for a specific thing now. Your faith could be strong in one area, weak in another, depending if, if it's been fed and exercised in this area, but not fed over here. That's why you got, I mean, there's millions of Christians, church-going people. They have, you know, uh, adequate faith that they are saved and that they are going to heaven. Do you know why? They've heard about it, right? They've heard about it for decades. Some of them heard about it all their life. It's been fed into them. But many of them have no faith at all for healing. None that God would heal them. Many of them think it's not up to us that we have no part to play in it, that it would be all up to God if he chose to do so. But that's not what the Bible teaches. And if you've never heard anything about it, you're not going to have faith for it. And if you're not even convinced it's God's will, you certainly don't have any faith to receive a healing. And the same thing is true when it comes to your needs being met, your material needs being met, and on and on. So for some time now, we've been on this subject. Uh, Jesus spent a lot of time talking about healing, talking about deliverance, talking about faith, ministering to thousands and thousands of people, causing them to be healed, causing them to be delivered and set free. Well, how many believe the scripture that says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? How many believe that, class? Say it out loud. Jesus, Jesus. is the same, is the same. Yesterday, yesterday, today, today. And, forever. and forever. That's scripture. So what does that mean? He hasn't changed now from the way he was when he walked the earth. If he wanted people healed then, if he spent a big part of his time ministering healing to people, what does he want now? Same thing. And if he told people over and over and over and over and over again, your faith is what got you healed. It happened according to the measure of your faith. As you believed, that's how it happened. As you have believed, that's how it's going to happen. Your faith made you whole. Your faith saved you. Your faith healed you. Has he changed today? No, no. But see, that hasn't been taught in many churches. That has been just pretty much ignored. And, and like that's a side issue. Well, then you will, if you've never heard that, you're not going to have faith to be healed. Oh, but it's not too late. I said, it's not too late. 
And you're at the right place to hear something about it. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing. And so what am, what am I saying? We have already gone through the list of the previous 18 accounts. We're down to number 19. And so if you'll go back and start feeding on those. I mean, the very first one we got into, I believe, was uh, the healing of the leper. And the leper's big question was, Lord, I know you could heal me if it's your will. Wonder why that was one of the first ones. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's the question that millions of people are asking today, right? Lord, I, 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 you could do it if it was your will. Well, has he ever answered that question? Immediately. He looked at the man and said, I will be healed. One translation says, of course I will. Be healed. Well, has Jesus changed? Come on, help me out. Has he changed? He used to say, it's my will. Yes, I will. Of course, I he changed. Is he, not, is he a respecter of persons? He, he would say that to him, but not for us. No, no, he, he's never changed. He's no respecter of persons. And he is the Lord who healed you. And it is his will for all to be healed. Just like it's his will for all to be saved and born again. But not all are saved and born again because not all will believe it and receive it. You can't control what everybody else is going to believe and receive. But you can control what you believe and what you receive. Said out loud, it is his will for all to be saved. And it is his will for all to be healed. Hallelujah. You get that settled, and now you get on firm ground for you to have faith to receive a healing, just like you receive forgiveness of sin. So let's begin looking at this uh, 19th uh, individual case. It's in Matthew 20, beginning in verse 29. As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Now, it's good to keep this in mind. A multitude would have been a group of people, at least uh, hundreds on some cases. And in, then it was a multitude. Then there was the descriptor, great multitude. Well, that's a bigger, that might be a thousand or thousands. Then there was great multitudes, uh, plural. And suffice it to say, there were numerous times where there were crowds of thousands and I'm, I'm being conservative. It, I think you wouldn't be far-fetched to say there were times when there were crowds of 40,000, 50,000 people. But just say thousands. And on this occasion, he's traveling, and there's this giant crowd with him, following with him. Thousands of people. And that's what happens is happening when he comes... Uh, um, leaving Jericho. And as, as the, this great multitude followed him, thousands of people following him, and behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out. Now so, two blind men sitting on the side of the road, and uh, they hear this noise. Well, it's thousands of people coming down the road. They can't see. Both of them are blind. And so they begin to call out, what's going on? What's going on? 
What is this? You can't miss thousands of people coming down the road. They probably wasn't all quiet, right? Talking, making noise with their feet, clanking, toting stuff, hauling stuff. I don't know. And so somebody says, it's Jesus. Now, most of them did not have the revelation that he was the Christ, the Messiah, like we do. Uh, they would have viewed him as a prophet. And um, his fame, the scripture said, had, had been spread abroad. Why? Because of the healings, the miracles. There's been multiple public, uh, I don't know, issues with the scribes and Pharisees questioning him and, and with the wisdom of God he shut them down repeatedly. And so things like that get out. And all the healings, all the deliverances, all the miracles. So when they hear there's this massive crowd and Jesus and his disciples are there, what do they think? Oh, he's the one has been having all these healings. He's the one has been having all these healings. And they cry out. Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Now you'll find this phrase repeated again. And both of these phrases, this is not an isolated instance. If you've been with us in our study, you've heard this before. These two phrases, have mercy on me and son of David. So these must be very important phrases. And... Um, they cry out asking for mercy. Now, there is a vast difference between mercy and justice. Y'all with me, class? You'll hear people say sometimes uh, bitterly, you know, why did this happen to me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Deserve. Deserve. Uh, what they're saying is, it's, it's not just for me to have this. This is not right. This is not just. This is not fair. Really? Well, what is it fair for you to get? So people, they don't analyze what they're saying, but they're just like, I don't deserve this. Well, what do you deserve? And people get, they get truth and the word and their faith mixed up and convoluted with politics sometimes. And they're like, well, you know, we, we're all, you know, citizens of this country or the world. We, everybody deserves to be happy, said who? According to what? It's owed to you to be happy? Because of what? Because you exist? <laughs> Come on, are you with me, class? Now see, there's wrong thinking. Why, why are you talking like that, Brother Keith? Because you don't get anything from God because you deserve it. Because it's owed to you. That, that does away with grace. Grace is all about getting what you didn't deserve. 
grace and mercy go hand in hand. Hallelujah. You get the grace because of the mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what are they asking for? They ask for mercy. Well, reckon, reckon they want healing? Why didn't they ask for that? They did. Huh? I said they did. Is healing a mercy? Now, we've talked about this before, but I know some of you haven't been with us in the previous classes, but why, what do you mean talked about it before? Because repeatedly, well, let me just, let me, let me take the time, go over a few of these. Repeatedly, uh, different ones asked for mercy. Let me read to you. The very first one we said with the, the man that had the leprosy, Mark 1, who said, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus said, uh, well, excuse, it said, Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will, you be clean. He was moved with what? Compassion. compassion. That, that word is used interchangeably in the King James translating the Greek word for uh, mercy. Have pity on me, have compassion on me, have mercy on me. It's saying the same thing in, in many of these cases. So Jesus had compassion on that man. Uh, the scripture said, you know, uh, more than once it said he, he was moved with compassion when he saw the people. Uh, like sheep without a shepherd. Another one said, uh, I think it was Matthew 14, 14, said he was moved uh, with compassion toward them and healed their sick. Wonder if he's still moved with compassion today. Has he changed? Has he changed? No. Well then, sometimes the in, well, enemy's always trying to convince people God doesn't really care. He barely even notices what's going on down there. He created this thing. He gave it a spin and he can't be bothered with all that. No, no, no. Jesus cares. The scripture said we do not have a great high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our weaknesses. He is touched. Now, he's not moved to action by needs. Is everybody awake? If that were true, Miracles would be popping all over the planet, right? Because there's needs everywhere. And it's not begging that causes the power of God to manifest. Can anybody imagine what it is that causes the power of God? Come on, look on the wall over here. Faith. Faith. Not according to me. According to Him. Right? Faith. Faith. Faith is what causes and allows him to respond, allows his compassion to be manifested in the form of salvation and deliverance and healing. Well, um, two blind men from another situation back in Matthew 9, they came and said, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on, me, on us. I mean the same phrase, but different time, different people. Then the Canaanite woman, you know, we talked about her. And, and the Bible said she came, Matthew 15, she said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. And then the man that had the son that was, had the seizures, that's how he started in Matthew 17. Lord, have mercy 
Oh, my son. And, and then later in verse 22, he said in Mark 9, he, not later, but in Mark 9, he said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. The ten lepers, they stood afar off and lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Have mercy on us. And that's not all of them. Everybody say, have mercy. Have mercy. mercy. What did we see? Half a dozen instances where why did the Spirit of God have those recorded? Because the Bible tells us there's all kind of things that happened in Jesus' ministry that's not recorded. If he had recorded one of those, we'd have known it was important. But half a dozen of them where it just keeps on over and over saying, Son of David, have mercy, have mercy. And the great thing about these, every time they did that, they got healed. Right? They got results doing that. So this have mercy thing works. It gets results. Huh? But again, I need to back up. What's the thing about have mercy? Have mercy means you're not asking for what you deserve. Now with me, class. You're not asking for justice. You're not asking for what you've earned, what you've worked for, what you deserve. And this is a giant deal because the nature of the flesh is proud. Proud. And the more the pride, the less inclined one is to ask for mercy. Huh? Can you see that? I've seen people repeatedly just reject help and salvation from God because they would not ask for mercy. They would not admit they had missed it. They would not admit if they get what they deserve, they're in trouble. They would not admit that. And so they're, they're continually demanding justice, demanding justice. I deserve I deserve, I deserve to be treated better. Do you? Why? Why do you deserve? I deserve this. Everybody deserves this. Why? Based on what? No, according to the scripture, the wages of sin is death. Is that right? If you sin, you deserve to die. And the next part says, all have sinned. Right? And come short of the glory of God. And if you'll be honest, and that's where the issue comes in. If you'll be honest, you know you've made a lot of mistakes. Hmm? Come on, class. Anybody in here has made a mistake before? I want to see. Huh? Have you made? Yes. Then don't demand what you deserve. You don't want what you deserve. Right? If the wages of sin is death, then what you deserve and what I deserved is to be cursed and be cut short and be separated from God. We don't want to talk about that. We want mercy. mercy. 
We don't want what we deserved. Now, why am I saying all that? Because every time one of these people, the Syrophoenician woman, now she's a good example of this because she wasn't even a, a convert to Judaism. And in all likelihood, she and her whole house lived a, a, a vile lifestyle, ungodly. But yet, she's in the book for getting a, an amazing miracle for her daughter. How come? She, she didn't come and say, I deserve. <laughs> My daughter deserves to be healed and healthy. Based on what? According to what? Because she exists. There's billions of people exist. Why do, why do you deserve anything? Because you exist. Now, why do I keep saying that? Mind renewal needs to take place, class. Right? We live in a generation that thinks they're entitled. Huh? Thinks everything is owed to them. Why? Because they woke up this morning. <laughs> and they are who they are. You don't deserve anything. Because you exist. I'm sorry, but you don't. Not in the big scheme of things. There is a God. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. But don't come to Him talking about how good a person you are and all the good stuff you've done and what you deserve because you're going to do without. You're going to remain without as long as you do that. Oh, but He'll come. Huh? Where did their miracles start? Huh? All these people. The ten lepers, the, the blind men, the Syrophoenician, the, the noblemen, the on and on and on. Where they, they came and they fell down and they said, God, have mercy on me. Would you have mercy on me, Lord? Two verses later, they're healed. You too proud to do that? To get that? Come on, everybody, hold up, your, hold up your arms, hold up your hands. Say that loud, Father God, I acknowledge I have sinned. I have made mistakes. I have come far short of the perfection of Christ and of the glory of God. And I don't claim to deserve, to have earned to merit the least of your blessings. I don't claim to deserve healing or forgiveness or any of these good things. But I lean on your mercy. I depend on your grace, on your love, on your compassion. And I say, O oh Lord, have mercy, have mercy on me, on me in, my in my situation today, today at, this point, at this point, at this place, in my life. In my life. Have, mercy have mercy on me. On me. I, reach out. I reach out. I call out for. I, call out. I, lay I lay hold of the wonderful mercy of God. 
thank you for giving me help, grace to help, mercy and help in my time of need. I thank you for it. I glorify you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's it for today. We'll see you next time here in Faith School.